0: Hello and welcome to the podcast. My name is Lauren Sweeney. I'm the Vice President here at Rise Up For You. I'm excited to bring this intentional conversation about play and creating intentional connections and company culture. It's going to be fantastic. Our guest today is Scott Novis. Let me read a little bit about him. Whether you're listening live or maybe you're watching us webinar style on our Facebook page, we're excited you're here. Thank you for rising up for you and those around you. Well, Scott is the founder of Bravis. It's a company that is helping businesses with remote teams, like many of us have today, increase retention. We definitely want that by hosting fun workshops that improve culture and team health. I love that word, our team health Scott comes from an eclectic background of professional influences. He has two engineering degrees, fantastic, and has worked as a Disney executive before leaving to found Game oh, I love that. The leading national franchise company, best known for its video game birthday parties. Yes, I have taken my kids to a few places. Wow, that is a really interesting background, Scott. I love it. Well, welcome to the podcast. We're excited to have you on the show.
1: Well, thank you for having me on the show. It's uh, I guess I, it's all summed up by I have a uh, a long history of fun. So we've uh, <laughs> mostly with video games.
0: I love it. Now, even when you were doing engineering, it was still fun, right? You pulled the fun into the engineering.
1: You know, I like to say I'm a recovering engineer. You know, it's it's problem go. solving, and I still think that's fun.
0: I love it. Wow. Yes, I've definitely uh, used your game trucks for my kids' birthday parties. And we work with a lot of companies and retention company culture is like top of mind. We also have a lot of people listening. They're entrepreneurs and they can take the same thing we're going to talk about today, this element of play into building just deeper connections. And who doesn't want that? So yeah, That's the hope. Yeah, exactly. The hope is that people can use it in all different aspects, right? So mm-hmm. tell me about this notion and what you're doing today that's so impactful on bringing this in.
1: Well, okay. So one of the things that sort of this intersection of ideas is that obviously the video gaming community has been playing together online for a very long time. And all of a sudden you took all a bunch of non-gamers, a lot of professional people and said, home and don't come back. And it happened in my company. Um, so we went through this. Uh, Uh, Believe it or not, being a a video game, event, business company, we got rid of our office. We went completely remote. And man, we thought we were killing it. It's one of my best people resigned. And I was shocked. And in his exit interview, he was like, none of this has anything to do with me. And it was this level of disconnection that what had happened for us is that we were doing, you know, all the meetings, all the Zoom, all the structure, and what we were doing is systematically turning our entire staff into fiber and Upwork employees. Because in our office, you think about, where's the break room? Why do we do it? Everybody hates cubes, but there's an advantage to open planning. A lot of the physical spaces that we have in an office are engineered around social dynamic. It's like marbles in a jar bumping up against each other. And when we went online, all that evaporated. And then it became, oh, if our only relationship is transactional, like how committed are you to your, we wouldn't even deal with bank tellers anymore. We do it on our phone, right? Any transactional relationship can be replaced and will be replaced with software and a computer. Teams are made of people. And what we started to see is like a lot of things about leadership are, if you're the leader, you're this hub, right? You're in the center of things and your efforts to lead are like spokes going out to the edge. How healthy is the rim? How healthy is the tire? And we were seeing ours deteriorate. It matters how the staff interact with each other. And so if you take nothing else away from this at all, I would say the most important thing you could do is form a fund committee. If you got remote teams or hybrid teams and you're in a weird environment, two great things are going to come out of this. And this is what we did. The people that most need social interaction are going to volunteer to be on that committee. So they're going to get their needs met right away. So some of your high-risk individuals are going to lead the way and help everybody else. And you're going to get them something they need more time outside of task work and dopamine driven trigger. I got it done to actually get to know each other, to actually connect with each other. Um, The key ingredient is called unplanned, unstructured conversations. As Brene Brown said, vulnerability is where connection flows. If you're always executing, you're always perfect. There's no room for vulnerability. And that's the other thing we noticed is that most work relationships are, especially for men, and this is not healthy, and this is one of those things where I'm super excited to see so many more strong, good female leaders, like Connie Perez, one of my favorite CEOs, she was the CEO of uh, um, Boys and Girls Club in East Valley, just creating a different relationship where we can work together and it's not competitive. It's collaborative. It's cooperative. It's cooperative. And that's another way that you can get connection to flow. And so, what does this do? You have your fun committee, you're doing fun things. Where is it safe to make a mistake? Mm, I like, love
0: that. It's the like golden, Scott. And, yeah, and like, I, you, like you said, you're like, well, of course we have a good team culture. Of course we can crush it remotely. And then, you're this, there was shoe drops right on you, literally on your head, and your best person, you know, leaves. And then it it was the impetus.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And what we ended up doing from that committee is, you know, they put together monthly events and it could be whatever, but there's a now a way more intentional effort to create that cross bonding and cross communication and activities. And, um, you know, the, the punchline for us was that somebody, you know, today it's very competitive, tried to hire our chief of marketing and the reason he stayed. You know, it's like you, you put it all on the table and there's, there's comp, everything else, but there, he stayed because he goes, I can't imagine a team like this anywhere else. I can't imagine building a team like this anywhere else. Wow. I think people are loyal to each other as much as anything else. And that's the culture, right? Is like when I'm not around, how do people interact with each other? How do they talk to each other? How do they support each other? And what we've found is when you're using, so we do this for ourselves, when we play, it's safe to take off your professional suit of armor. You know, that impression management, like, oh, I know what I'm doing. I get it done. When you play, you don't have to be so serious and you can actually relax, but it synchronizes everybody. It's not enough to belong to an organization. You have to do things together to give your belonging meaning. Mm. And a lot of times, you know, people are so specialized today. They're not all doing the same types of work together. Games and play and fun gives them a chance to create a new, shared memory when they do that they create identity they create a group identity what's your group identity and how are you reinforcing your group identity we have lots of tools to reinforce individual identities but that's what leads to independent contractors right we're trying to shape a cultural identity as we as a group care about these things we do these things for each other and our customers you know and our partners and so we've got to be willing to do those things. And we found play to be hugely valuable in letting people actually relax
0: and laugh and connect. And how would you say, let's say somebody's listening and they're an entrepreneur and they're building a team. Maybe, they, maybe it's small. Maybe it's a team of just a couple. We have both listening today. How would you say that they should use play and even creating connections, say, with their customers and their clients and, and that as well?
1: Oh, it's a great question. Um, You know, our experience comes from what we've done. And one of the things like, so what we do is we host events. So we have, uh, because of uh, a big chunk of our business is doing collegiate competitive esports. So we're very good at making it fun to watch bad video game play. Um, It's not the top level. It's just the people you want to hang out with. And that became a big deal for colleges and universities during COVID we started to realize that we do the same things for business. So having a professional commentator that creates the structure and the organization that does an important thing for the entrepreneur, the leader, the boss takes them off the pedestal and Uh, brings them down on par with everybody else. Cause they don't, it's even harder when you're in the lead to make a mistake, right? It's like, it's Mm -hmm. so much pressure to be perfect all the time. Like I've sat through some things where some of the, the, the executives tried to run trivia and you're like, this is just so awkward and painful to watch getting somebody in else creates a safe distance where they can just kind of drop in and be part of the group that's going on and when you the beauty of gameplay is if i was going to teach you something lauren all the science says you will begin to adapt your behavior to match what you think my expectations for you are Mm -hmm. we learn this in school we will adjust to the teacher when you play a game, you can only be yourself. Mm. So it's so engaging. You drop all of those pretenses and you just have to participate. And once you do, that's that vulnerability. And now we can be connected. And what the announcer does, or the commentator, they create that recognition, like being in little league or soccer when somebody got the microphone of the announcer out, going, Lauren has the ball, I'm just gonna go score a goal. And all of a sudden, there's this. You're being recognized for doing what you're doing, and you know other people are recognizing you for doing what you're doing. And this is that environment where now we can begin to have those conversations and memories. Oh, remember when you scored that goal in Hexball? That was crazy, or oh, it was so cool. And, <laughs> and and now we've got those conversations. Like it used to be, go to lunch, right? And you know, our our big recommendation is get everybody a Doordash, right? Buy everybody lunch. Take an hour power out some time and do something fun together so that you're, you're putting those deposits back into the culture jar. Like we're here, like tip number two, find out conduct stay interviews. Like this is one of our big, I started doing with some of my franchisees in the game truck business. And every time they do it, they're shocked. They're like, like working here. Like no kidding. Right. Why? What is it they love about working there? How can you do more of that? And that information can inform your fun committee and that information can inform mm-hmm. your fun Fridays or Tuesdays or whatever it is. Um, you know, it's almost this danger of like as adults, we need permission to play. And it's probably the biggest challenge for all of this is that you're like, oh, I'll, I'll play some other time. And then you lose people. And you're like, oh well, I got even more work to do. I'm like, you just get on this treadmill that's <laughs> brutal.
0: I love that you said that you conduct state interviews. You know, you mentioned the exit interview with the high-level team member that you unfortunately lost. A state interview. We do that as well. Our our CEO will often ask, you know, yeah. what are you excited about? What do you want long term for your pay, for your benefits? E- even if we're not there yet, what is it? What is your your vision for for your role, for your fulfillment? I love that, Scott. And giving ourselves permission to play. You know, my kids have no problem playing, right? I love to play. But there is exactly like you said, this hamster wheel of like, well, I've got to do more. I've got to do more. And really, we lose that relationship with ourselves. We lose creativity to be a better entrepreneur, leader, boss. And then we lose key people. Let's go back to identity. You were talking about through the play, you build those relationships, you build those connections, and then you talked about identity. Let's dive back into that.
1: Well, identity is a uh, human. Okay, so this is a phenomenal book is Sapiens, um, but you have a Harari. And there's such a profound idea here, right? Human beings are the only animals that can change our behaviors in our own lifetimes. Like simple proof, we're everywhere. We're from deserts to tundra. We are super adaptable, but it comes at a price. Because we can change our behaviors, we actually watch what we do to inform ourselves about who we are. We're constantly building a sense of identity. So like the power of James Clear's Atomic Habits is really about shifting your identity. Oh, I do these kinds of things. Therefore, I'm this kind of person. Well, we have amazing identities that are connected to the stories of the people we're with. So we don't only have a personal identity and a professional identity. We have a group identity. And that who are we connected with you know it's who resonates with us who shares our values who do we have a harmony of values with it's almost like music like when it works at all levels it's awesome and what frequently happens especially what we saw in our own company and we hear from other companies all over the place with remote work is that those layers of music have started to break down because again mm-hmm. we're only doing task work mm-hmm. and you know the the nature of zoom is such that because We don't know where to look because everybody's looking in different directions. It stresses our brain out. In physical space, we're wired to watch each other and we'll all look together. We'll all cue off each other constantly and and Zoom like shatters that. When we're in a game where we're doing a synchronous activity, it's relaxing. We can calm down and go, I know where to pay attention. I know what's important. And play lets us reconnect with that social glue that says, oh yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm like these people and they're like me. And once I have that, it's sort of that how we act informs ourselves of who we are. You know, Ben Horowitz, that was the name of his book. What you do is who you are. Yeah. And yeah. if we never do anything together, then we're not together. We're not a group. We're not a company. I work here and you work here separately. It's creating the opportunities for us to do things together and meaning comes from when I have responsibility for something that can benefit you, when I can help you. And so, you know, it's not only play, there's lots of things you can do like recognition channels, shout out channels. Like one of the ones in my company is one of my favorites is the raise a hand um, because somebody willing to ask for help in front of the entire company, including the owner, to me is a sign of the healthy culture because. It's like, hey, we're not worried about ego here. We just want to get it right. And we'll help each other to do that. But we found that, again, that's still task work. It's just only problem solving. Sometimes yeah. we need to do things that remind us of our, our, our common humanity, or need to laugh, um, yeah. not be perfect. And a guy named Yak Panskip found the neurocircuitry in human heads. Like we have, we're wired for play. It does something powerful for us. It activates our explorer our ability to identify the good and the bad it allows us to find where the boundaries cuz i'm sure all of your listeners have heard of uh you know fight or flight we know yeah. the negative but what's the positive what are you trying to get to barbara Friedrichson's, broaden and build when it's safe when i create safety for you because you know like I trust you. You trust me. I can make a mistake in front of you and you're not going to think less of me. You know, I'm doing my best, right? Mm. When we have that level of trust going on in an organization, it enables us to move out of a fear-driven mode into a more optimistic, hopeful, you know, um, resilient mode and begin to broaden and build. And that's where creativity exists. Man, it's really hard to be creative when you're afraid of making a mistake. It's how? How do you do it? So Absolutely. When, when you get to identity, you have to see yourself, not only yourself, but your co-workers and your company in this environment as a safe place to try things that are new, that may not work, and it's going to be okay. And you practice those where it doesn't matter so much. Practice it on a fun Friday. Practice it and, hey, we're going to take lunch, we're going to have fun, and it's going to be okay. We're going to make mistakes It feels silly and we're comfortable with those emotions and we can support each other. And if we could do it in trivial ways, we can begin to do it in more meaningful ways. So hopefully we can do it when it really matters. If you only wait till it really matters, that's like talking about golf your whole life, but never picking up a club until money's on the line and you're in the tee box going swing. How's that going to work out?
0: That's so great. I, I love how you mentioned, we're going to tell them what, where they can find more about you as well. When you mentioned allowing the CEO to make mistakes and come off that pedestal, it's also relaxing for you as a leader to like, go. Yeah. Oh, I'm giving myself permission too, because I, people always see me on that pedestal.
1: I, you know, I, I, I know I'm a big, scary guy. I don't believe that, you know, but it's like, and so many other entrepreneurs I know like, Like, I know it's not you, it's it's what your team needs to see you as. And so it's almost their projections onto you. And so just getting a little space so they're not focused on you, but they're focused on somebody else leading the activity for a while could just create that emotional space for you to reconnect with the people you love working with in ways that is really difficult otherwise. Because now you're all like, well, we're all in a class together. Right. But if you don't create that extra space, um, all those like expectations and unspoken rules um, can get in the way. And, you know, I've, I've just seen that for years when we do uh, corporate events for Game Truck in person, everything else, we watch all the adults hang back. You know, yeah. they'll, they'll, they'll sit back and wait until it's okay to play. And for a lot of leaders, it's not your permission they need. They need the permission from their coworkers mm. um, because we're all holding each other's, value in our hands. Um, Who am I? Who are you? Um, So creating, you know, that's why I I love the fund committee because that's a group of people that are willing to come in and set the tone and the example that this is going to be okay here. Like we're okay uh, to play. We like each other and this is a safe environment uh, for us to let our hair down a little bit and remember why we share so many values in common. And then for the CEO to come along and be swept up in that, it just takes so much pressure off so many of us are on the team and managing the team. Like so many entrepreneurs are the heavy hitters that are expected to produce, whether it's big sales or big innovations or whatever. It's like being in the machine and working on the machine at the same time is a real challenge. And giving the reins to somebody else can free you up to just kind of relax and be a human being.
0: Yeah, I love that. Fantastic. Tell us what you would find on your website, Scott Novus, so C-S-C-O-T-T-N-O-V-I-S, like it sounds, dot com slash play, what will we yep. find there?
1: Well, what you're gonna find there, and the number one thing you wanna look for is come to one of our fun and ours. Um, so we're still working on our guide for a fun committee and best practices, so that isn't quite up yet. I know this is a live cast, but what you will find is uh, every other week we run a live fun and art. And so it's like come in and join us and a bunch of other like-minded people And uh, play for a little while and get a sense of what we're actually talking about. Because for most people, especially non-gamers, it's hard for them to relate to what I'm describing. Like they can't visualize it. And what we're really talking about is creating an experience that people are going to have. And we all know that experiences integrate learning so much better than me just talking at you. So the the most important thing is you'll find all the resources I'm talking about, um, the references, and... You'll get an opportunity to, you know, there's no cost, check it out, um, to jump in and see, you know, oh, that's how this works. That's what this looks like. Um, because I'm always challenging my team. While we do some of the biggest video games, like Smash Brothers or League of Legends and things that are super popular, a lot of the games we do for corporate, I'm like, your mom has to be able to get in this. right? My mom can get in these and play these games. Like These have to be 100% inclusive uh, the it department can't freak out and lose their minds. Um, it's gotta be like, Oh, I just open a browser. I'm in a zoom call and I'm playing with the people I work with. This is great. And that's what we're focused on. Um, so, you know, I invite you to come and check it out and experience right. it. And, uh, we keep adding resources all the time to help people, you know, uh, Simon Sinek's a huge fan of play. Like we need, it's a gateway to creativity and resiliency and bonding.
0: Ugh. So good, Scott. We love to ask a question as we kind of wrap it up. What does Rise Up For You mean to you?
1: You know, I love it because it's a call to your potential. I think that we all have that ability. As you can see, if you're seeing me on camera, I've got gray hair. Uh, I'm not a youngin anymore, but I'm still young at heart. And I don't feel like I'm finished by a long shot. And I love uh, that idea and, and it's just like, I got goosebumps during your intro of like, yeah, I, I can still be my best self. And um, I love the tools and what you're doing to encourage, because here's the other thing, especially when you're doing play, I'll add this, and you're a leader, encourage your people. They don't get enough encouragement. None of us do. Um, and so I love what you're doing because we all need a little bit more.
0: Absolutely. Uh, thank you so much for the great work you're doing and for being on the show today oh thank you it's been a blast yeah really great oh so good right i mean company culture retention the great resignation like oh so many topics that we touched on with scott today just building relationships and giving yourselves permission to play i love that my kids are gonna freak out when they hear this episode they're like yes (laughs) more play and that identity shift so good well, I want to let you know that you can work with us for as low as $149 a month. Did you know that we have a new power coaching program here at Rise Up For You? And if you want to watch on our webinar Facebook side, you'll see the website or just simply go to riseupforyou.com, click on coaching, look for power coaching, and you can grab a free call if you want to find out if it's for you. I'm Lauren Sweeney, and it's been my absolute pleasure to host you today, and i